Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, your book that you wrote with your wife, Trish, called Phenomena, deals with uh, some various aspects of psychic abilities. Have you always dabbled in that arena, too? You know, I've always had an interest in mystical realms. Uh, It just seemed natural to me. Uh, Mysteries of the unknown are intriguing. But as I was growing up, uh, I would find out that uh, many people were either not interested or they're non-believers or fearful of their paranormal, which I didn't understand. And um, uh, I'm not a psychic or a medium, but I have psychic experiences. I think everyone does or has the potential uh, if the, if the interest is, is there, that's that's important. For me, it's usually spontaneous. Uh, I, I don't sit like a medium and uh, call in spirits or you know uh, come up with uh, psychic experiences, but it just happens spontaneously. For example, one night, uh, our uh, our cat. Uh, this was years ago. Our cat Fox disappeared for two three days, and that cat never did that. And uh, Trish said, I don't know if he's ever going to come back. And I, I just turned to her and said, I just had this feeling. I said, he'll be back by midnight Saturday. Midnight and, Saturday. And poof, here well, he comes, right? Yeah, that uh, we get a knock on the back door, and there's our next-door neighbor holding Fox. And <laughs> Trish looks at me, unbelievable. <laughs> so that, that was a strange experience. You know, it's a, I guess the synchronicity or a precognitions the future i don't know how it happened but it was just there yeah well you're you're right i think everybody has this innate ability to develop their psychic awareness not everybody does it some people are better than others but it's what it's in all of us isn't it yeah it is yeah it's uh you gotta have that uh sense of uh you know believing in it that uh you can develop it that it's a will work for your benefit uh that's that's the important thing and um you know if you're if you're convinced it's impossible you know to see the future a future event you know you're going to prove you're going to prove that uh that true you won't see it but so it's you know, have to have that expectations and you got to follow your impulses like that was an impulse i had about the cat and uh you know i said it and i just blurted it uh, for for no particular reason you know who is wesley meeks Okay, Wesley is a uh, former police officer who uh, is now a chief security officer in a Midland, Texas uh, hospital. Okay. And Whitley, uh, Wesley, when he was 10 years old, had a, a UFO experience. He was, uh, it was the 4th of July, and he was uh, going home uh, from a family event uh, with his family, and suddenly this uh, light was following uh, the car. Uh, this was in rural Texas, and it's very dark out, and uh, they're driving along, and it, it follows them for about five minutes or so, and uh, he doesn't think that they were abducted or that the car was stopped, or he has no memory of that at all. But th- then uh, they get home, and shortly after that, this 10-year-old kid starts leaving his body. Uh, he, and he doesn't even know, have any idea what's, what's happening to him. He'd never heard of out-of-body experiences at all. And, uh, but he would float up around the ceiling, and the, uh, he watched his brothers, uh, one of his brothers get up and go to the bathroom, and then 
uh, try to wake him up, and that's when he zipped back to his body and he told his uh, family about his experience. They said, oh, you were just dreaming. And uh, so these continued to happen, but he learned not to talk about it because they just laughed at him. Mm-hmm. And he he eventually, uh, as he got older, had the ability to program these experiences where he would go out of his body, and he had some unusual experiences. Uh, one of them, uh, he, uh, kind of a, a mundane trip, actually, he went to a bar. <laughs> as out of body. In his out-of-body experience? Okay. Right, yeah. And he'd never been to this bar, but he wanted to go there. He programmed this to go to that bar because he wanted to see what it was like inside, and then he wanted then he wanted to go back later, of course, to see it, to confirm that that's what it looked like. So he went in this bar, and he's moving around, and he's kind of first dodging people, and then he realize, realizes they don't see him, you know, and uh, it, it doesn't. It, it feels like uh, they touch when they pass by. It feels like you know, like a piece of cotton or cotton candy or something pressing against him that they don't notice at all. And uh, he said one man kind of brushed his shoulder after he bumped into him, and that was it. But then he he did something unusual, and this is this is controversial because most people who are uh, researchers of out-of-body experiences don't even believe this is possible. But what he did is he was able to manipulate matter, and the matter he manipulated was wine glasses and beers that he was he was able to knock down a bottle of beer and a wine glass and he went down the bar hitting these uh, <laughs> knocking over people's drinks and everybody was jumping up and what's going on because you can't see anybody right right exactly and then he comes to a man who sees him and who's looking at him and he's the guy said oh that's real nice what you're doing and he said, you can see me? And that guy was out of body, too. <laughs> two two out-of-body guys hanging out in a bar. The same bar, the same bar for crying out loud. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, who knew, <laughs> you know, that hang, uh, out-of-body people hang out in bars. But <laughs> there, there were two of them. So that, that was his uh, uh, unusual, one unusual experience. And the other one was he, he decided he had heard about the Akashic Record, this... Uh, and he had read about it as as it being some huge mansions in the sky somewhere else where there is all this knowledge of our lives and our history and our past lives. And he decided he wanted to try to uh, go there and explore it. So he got out of body, and he's suddenly moving away from the earth, zipping through the cosmos, and he's, it was such a sense of freedom of just soaring and it was kind of like Star Trek uh, when they just go to warp speed because all the stars were like uh, just uh, extensions of zipping past him. And he, uh, he got so thrilled by this experience that he, at first he thought, forgot about what he was doing. And then he remembered the, uh, the Akashic record. And he comes to this uh, kind of a, a foggy shrouded area that he goes through and then he sees this he's like above this huge mansion and he, he can't he can't see the whole thing is it's enormous and he's uh just looking down uh and 
there are rooms that he can see through the top of them and into the rooms, and they're like the size. He says that he describes them as the size of a large hotel room, each one, and there's no furniture in either one, any of them, but there's like a vase uh, or urn, a huge, you know, standing like five, six feet tall, and he said they're just incredibly beautiful, uh, different uh, materials that they're made out of, and they have designs that are, each one is unique, uh, and he's uh, looking, looking at that, and then suddenly he's approached by uh, an older woman, like in her 60s, and she says, do you know what you're looking at? And hmm. he, he says, I've never been here, but she says, those, each person has a room, and in the vase is, is life experiences and destiny. And, uh, and so what he was seeing was that the, each room had three sides, and the fourth wall was open out to a courtyard. And the, they just went on and on and on for, forever. And uh, so she, uh, he was talking to her, and she, was, she said to him, so people come here, but they don't always, you know, you notice there are people here, you see, and you, see, you can see people walk around the courtyard. And then he, he also noticed there's like little balls of light moving around. Some people come as auras. They orbs, orbs to be, too, yeah. Or, or like orbs, and they don't want to be seen. Uh, and you can also change your appearance. You could change your race. You could change your age. And she says, in fact, I'm a younger uh, woman about your age, uh, and I come here just, uh, it, I prefer to be, be appear as an older guide. So, you know, that was uh, an interesting experience. And then, then it gets even more strange because uh, they, uh, she, <laughs> she decides uh, that uh, he feels that she uh, wants to make love to him. And uh, so uh, <laughs> that's what happens there. It's like they're floating above the uh, above this mansion, making love. And then he notices there's people all over doing the same. So it, it, uh, it t- takes a, a little bit of a bizarre turn. We didn't think about the Akashic Record as a place where you meet strangers and make love, but that, that's that's his story. <laughs> yeah, the astral plane has got some benefits, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, you think that, well, you know, he's married, and uh, did uh, he is that uh, something that he was... Uh, uh, is it cheating, right? Is, yeah. is he cheating, right. And what happens is he wrote this whole story up on his computer, and uh, a couple weeks later, his wife is using his computer, and oh, she comes no. across, across <laughs> the story in his ring, because he said, this is the best ever. Never had anything like this happen to me that oh, it was the no. best ever. And she gets very upset. Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't talk to him for like two, three days. I don't know. blame her. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> they finally made up. What's yeah, what is science know. doing now, Rob? In this arena? I mean, years ago we had the Rhine Institute, which is still around, but it was affiliated with Duke University at the time, and they investigated the paranormal. But what's going on these days? Do you hear anything about yeah. science really doing anything? Well, there's the Monroe Institute that investigates out of body OBEs, right? Yeah, they, they've been around for years and decades, actually. And, in fact, after I had uh, met uh, 
Wesley Meeks, and he told me this story, and especially the, the one that, that I was interested in was the one where he was able to manipulate matter. I, I talked to the the head uh, of um, the Monroe Institute, um, and I can't think of her, Nancy McMoneagle, and she... Uh, uh, I, t- I told her that experience, and sh- and she just didn't believe it. But then she did admit that she's only heard of one other experience where somebody uh, was able to manipulate matter, and that was her uh, her stepfather, Robert Monroe. And what he did was one time he was out of uh, body, he he pinched his wife's shoulder, and uh, the next day. There was a bruise on her shoulder where he had pinched wow. her. Wow, but she didn't feel it, though, at the time, did she? That I don't remember. I can't remember the story whether she felt it or not, uh, but the, the bruise the bruise was there. Uh, so, But uh, Nancy just did not want to believe the story that you can go out of body and go knocking over beer bottles and wine glasses. Yeah, yeah Robert would uh, go out of body at will. The guy was incredible. Right, yeah, yeah. He he really developed, uh, uh, you know, there's different levels of uh, experiences that he talked about. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.